Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches vacation.com. 11 o'clock, straight up, on a live imaging Tuesday on Travis and Sliwa. So you got to feel it there. There we go, Jorge. It's bring the great, energy. Yeah, this bring is the good. funk. Bring the noise. Not Trav, like Justin do that, Herbert. Did do that dance time. thing you were doing before the show started. My Freddie Freeman. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> That's all I got. Who was it? All I saw on Twitter after Dodgers lose, I think they're down 9 to nothing in in game one. Was right. it 9 nothing something like that? It was. Peralta. I think he got a it double. Was, it was exactly Peralta. And all they showed was Peralta doing the Freeman down nine to nothing. And Twitter was like, not right now, Peralta. Probably don't want to do that when it's nine to nothing. Speaking of baseball, game two of the NLCS, we'll have it for you for your afternoon drive home. Five o'clock, the play by play begins, courtesy of courtesy of our friends at ESPN Radio, which means this afternoon we go seven ten combo play. What does that mean? Mason, rice and beans that Trav still hasn't brought in from Saturday night. But Mason and Ireland, 1-3, to three, and then Sedano and Cap, 3-5 to five p.m., and then baseball, Jack, for your afternoon drive right here on 710 ESPN, the home of the MLB playoffs and the World Series. Did you watch any of the Phillies and yeah. uh, D-backs last night, Al? Mm-hmm. Kyle Schwarber, ambush, pitch one yep. into the seats, Philly going nuts. The play, that place has to be the best environment in baseball. It oh, has to be. Not even close. How about it, Bryce Harper blowing out the candles of his own cake? That was good. The, that was good. That was good. With his amazing hair. He uses Suavecito product. <laughs> Does he? Is yeah. he a spokesperson? I don't know, but I know he uses Suavecito. Did you notice this? Speaking on Harper, and then we'll, we'll get into the game, but Bryce Harper, you see when he hit his home run? You see Trey Turner in the dugout? I don't know why this, this stands out to me, but I keep noticing this with Trey Turner. That dude was going crazy in the dugout when Bryce Harper hit the home run. He's, you know, shown his emotion. Yes, they're in the NLCS, everything else. But I don't know why that takes me back. Every time I see Trey Turner show emotion, in my head, I'm like, did that ever happen with the Dodgers? Like, like everything that. was so kind of robotic and, you know, we dot our I's, we cross our T's. And it's just the environment with the Phillies. I'm sure if you took any of these players from the Dodgers and put them in that environment, they're going to be doing the same thing. But I keep noticing that with Trey Turner. Like, what a difference in clubhouses between. I think... You're right, and I I'm not quite sure that you put anybody from the Dodgers in there if it would go like the way. Some some of them certainly would, but what they need to do is do the opposite. They need to find somebody that's like a Schwarber, that's like a Har- Harper's the ultimate guy like this. Yeah. But I think a more reasonable kind of target that they should look at, and and we'll get into Andrew Friedman. He's going to talk, uh, you know, before too long about the state of the team and all this stuff. Kind of yep. recap what happened is a guy like Castell- Castellanos who is available, right? Like, the, the, there are guys, he's a very good player, and you got to spend some money to get him, but he's got that little thing that is a little strange, a little edgy, a little confrontational, and a little bit plus. There's nobody on the Dodgers that's a little bit of those things. They're all so buttoned up, so corporate, so tight that – Schwarber hitting the ball out of the stadium the way he did last night. Everybody's going nuts. Yeah. Pitch or two later, here's Harper doing it again. Plays going. They they did it. The Dodgers go up there and it's like uh, uh, just tense and tight the whole time. Mm. They need somebody 
that can break that tension. And it also has to be somebody that can break the tension and be a really good player. You need your best players to be your best players. Freddie and Mookie need to play better than they did this year. Yeah. But you also need somebody that is a wild card. And and I wish I had a better explanation of exactly what that is, but somebody that you're just not quite sure how they're going to react to any given situation. There is a little bit of, you know, <laughs> mentally for the Dodgers after the first inning of game one, did they not look defeated? That didn't it seem like I, you I, know, I think there's a little bit of I, I, they you, get into their heads. Yeah, well, they do sleep. So Here, here's why quick. the the Kershaw thing was so devastating mm-hmm. because I think every if the Phillies if Zach Wheeler last night yeah goes out there and gives up nine six runs in the first inning the Phillies aren't going to have any energy that that mm-hmm. was a Kershaw problem that night. But it wasn't the problem the next night. It wasn't a problem in Game 3. It wasn't a problem last year against San Diego in the final three games of the it series. It wasn't a problem as in, I think what you mean, it was a problem mentally. It just wasn't a problem in the literal sense yeah, that they weren't yes. down 6 to nothing. Exactly yeah. right. That I think that the, the offensive players, and again, Kershaw aside, the Dodgers did not lose these games because they pitched poorly. I know yeah. Lance Lynn gave up four home runs. But that was also the only runs that they scored. I know Bobby Miller gave up three runs in an inning and two thirds, but those were the only, only runs. Only got one solo shot only got after one that. One more. Yeah. They gave up four runs. Mm-hmm. If you said, "Hey, you just need to score five runs to win these games," the Dodgers should be like five. Sure, mm-hmm. no, no problem. They didn't get any. You know, and they they were never in the point where it felt like they were getting ready to pop it open. And when they did, first and third. Strikeout. They never lead even had a lead. Also, that's series. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They they never had any sort of looseness to them. And Philly has it in spades. Arizona had Arizona did a pretty good job last night of after getting ambushed early. Yeah. Those three home runs in the first two innings or yeah. whatever it was. They settled in. They settled in mm-hmm. and made it a ball game. The Dodgers need someone that takes it personally. So Bryce Harper that's takes it personally. Well Nick said. Castellanos takes takes it personally. Corbin Carroll takes it personally. Yes. Like all these these guys are saying, no, I'm going to be the one that gets this Dodgers this run and not in a way in which you're like, I'm going to swing at every pitch that's pitched to me. I'm going to do it because I'm this good. Emily, what was I going to steal from you yesterday? It was. It's a race with that's never going to be won. I would like to add that to the list of things I'm stealing as well. Sure. That someone needs to take it personally. And in a way in which, again, like you're not taking it because I'm so it's it's the negative self-talk that people have a lot is like, (laughs) I'm so bad at this. I can't do it. I'm going to mess up again. No, it's like, no, I'm going to get this because I'm Bryce Harper. Right. And I can get this. And I'm going to look at RC as a round the bases. And that's not that guy. And this brings me to what we're going to talk about. And and Andrew Friedman is going to talk today. And I already have this unsatisfying feeling that I know exactly what's going to be said. Can I set it up for you? What do you want him to say? I want that first because I think there are a lot of Dodger fans out there that would like to hear something, something specific about there's something wrong here in the postseason. There's something's got to change. And in a perfect world, what would you like to have come out of Andrew Friedman's mouth today? What 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 would you like him to say? What I would love to hear, and what I don't think I'm going to hear. I'm going to ask you that yeah. one too. What I would love to hear is, listen, I, I'm fully aware that the playoffs are random, but there's, there's clearly something that's preventing us from being at our best when it matters the most. Mm-hmm. There's clearly something that other teams have 
in short series that we're missing. It's my job to find out what that is. It's my job to find out how to fix that. It's my job to find that extra something that is preventing us from having postseason success the way that some other organizations And if we are. don't find it, it's on and, me. And if we don't find it, it's yep. on me. And, and we need to do something differently because what we've been doing works for the regular season but clearly doesn't. The, it's unacceptable, and it's we're unacceptable. not going to come back and do the exact same thing again. We're going to do things slightly. I don't want them to nuke this thing. Sure, I, that's not what I want. You want some? I some want some nibble around the edges. I mm-hmm. want to do things a little bit differently. I want to take maybe a few more short-term chances. Not, I don't want to alter the philosophy of the organization, but occasionally let's reconsider our rules if it's if it's a team built on analytics there's enough information there to know that they should do something a little bit different and and one other thing i would love to hear too Mm -hmm. is and we're going to start holding people accountable for some of this stuff we're going to start to make sure that we're getting the right guys in the right positions at the right time in playoff baseball we know how to get there but now we need to figure out how to close it okay now what you think he's going to say because you know, Trav, I, I think it's important that there's a lot of Dodger fans that will listen to this interview, and they are going to hope they hear something similar to what you just said, the accountability, the, we got to tweak some things a little bit here. There's obviously enough information over the last couple years to know. Our methods in the playoffs don't work. We're unbelievable during the regular season. Unbelievable. But when the postseason starts, something is missing. That's what they all want to hear, and I think what's going to probably frustrate a lot of Dodger fans is if I ask you what do you think he's going to say, um, I think that's going to irk them simply because I don't think what you said in the beginning is going to happen. It's more likely that he says what? That he says, we're incredibly disappointed in how the season ended. We're going to, we're going to try to figure out what's going on, and the playoffs are a crapshoot. That what the 162-game season is different than the playoffs, and you know, sometimes it just doesn't break your way, and it hasn't broken our way for a while. And we're going to continue to try to figure out what it is. But you know, Dave is making these because the questions will be who makes the decisions. Dave makes the decisions. Yep. Well, it, it's going to be the same thing we've heard over so and over. So basically, again. we could play the, last year's exit meeting. The, the, yeah, the, yep. the randomness of baseball is amplified to a degree in the playoffs that doesn't make any sense. Okay, I understand that. I understand the whole, well, it's a crapshoot, best of five, total crapshoot, best of seven, slightly less total of a crapshoot, but I don't know, man, sometimes it doesn't break your way. Cool. Why does it never break your way? Right? That Why Why is it so unlikely that you're, the Astros are cheaters and monsters and I hate their guts, okay, full stop. They've been in the ALCS seven years in a row. Yeah. There's clearly something about roster construction yeah. about methodology about managing that allows them to get through those first couple of rounds they've and had, they've had, there. they've had the buy as well they've right? had they've so been on both the, they've been on both ends of the equation about that yep and, and when they got beat by the rangers mm-hmm. on uh yesterday was it yesterday mm-hmm. yeah, the, mm-hmm. yeah both the games i yeah. lost both of the games five four yesterday it didn't feel like they're tight it feels yeah. like the other team beat them it felt that Framber Valdez went out there and gave up four runs in the first inning. He's a really good pitcher. They chipped their way back and into the game. And then they chipped their way back into it. And and I still think that, I mean, they're in trouble down 2-0. It's like 84% of the time you fall 0-2, you end up losing the series. Yeah. But they don't feel like they're getting overwhelmed by the moment. 
That's what's so troubling with the Dodgers. Yeah. It's not just that they're losing these series. It feels like they're flat and they're just getting tense, overwhelmed they're, flat. Yep. It's an odd combination of flat and tense. Those are opposite things, mm -hmm. but they lead to the same result. But they're also not the Phillies where they're going up and they're flexing and they're showing off in front of the fans. The fans are whatever they're going to be at Houston. But Houston almost is the other side of this like corporateness they are still pretty corporate but they're like they the are. death star corporate but the they're just gonna do their thing but they're not the phillies who are playing a little with a lot middle of, like, of it machismo. you know like kind of in the middle of they're not as dull as the dodgers or tense as the dodgers they're also not the they're phillies. also willing to be hated openly yeah. by others yeah and, and listen the, here's the reality if you're baseball you're chasing the astros right now you are the Astros, whether you know you want to hear it or not, and you want to talk about 2017, they won a World Series last year. And they're in this thing every single year. And there have been players that have left that were a part of that 2017 team, and there's new players here that are still having success. And, and I'll go back to this. This is the argument we had with Ireland when, when they were eliminated. It's like, well, the ballpark is full, the beers are being sold, the, you know, and, and all is well in Dodger Universe because they're making a ton of money. I believe that that's... The first goal, but I I believe right behind that, like right, if not equal to, yeah. we'd like to win the World Series. Yeah, I believe it, that they do, but I also believe that it's impossible to convince them that the way that they're doing it is not going to ultimately end in that at, at the rate that it probably should. But you, right? you said that, it perfectly. You, you said you're not asking for them to nuke the whole idea. You're just saying... Make some changes. Do something a little different. Try Take something it that personally. Try, I just try, came up with that myself. Try Emily. something that you haven't done over the last few years, and maybe that change is Dave Roberts. Maybe it's not. Okay, if it's not Dave Roberts, then make the change in the actual from a managerial standpoint that we're going to let Dave make more instinctive decisions. I, I want to steal her line again because I, I I literally love it as much as I do. They the, when, the Houston dating thing, <laughs> not that when they lose, it's almost like a. Man, baseball just is weird. Man, baseball is a weird sport. It's they never it never feels they're disappointed, but it's not like they took it personally. How did how did those guys beat us? Take how that did, for data. How did that guy beat us? How did we Zach we Gallen just kicked their ass for thirteen games in the regular season or last year nineteen games Zach against Gallen the Dodgers? Had a nine ERA the against the Dodgers, and he shows up and he looks like freaking Pedro Martinez. Cy Young. Merrill Kelly. It's like they walk away with their like tails between their legs instead yeah, of walking baseball's away angry. Weird. Yeah, they do. Baseball's weird. They you, do. Know, yeah. you never know what's going to happen in a short series. Well, we kind of do now. Like even Ronald Acuna just didn't want to talk to media and went straight to the bus. He is mad. Mad. Yeah, he's upset. That the Braves lost. Yeah, At least well, we Peralta got that thing in the first game. <laughs> Freddie. And that's all, that's all the action we got. Honestly, that one doesn't bother me as <laughs> no, much. I just, I just, listen, I always say that because... I saw it so many times on Twitter, and you just look at the score, right? It's the equivalent of, you know, somebody in the NBA flexing down 24. It's like, no, don't flex right now. Or that, like that do the touchdown the dance down <laughs> if, three touchdowns. If they were losing nine to nothing in game three, three. of an elimination, then yeah. it's then it's like, hey, look, this game is over. I'm not I'm not dead yet. Dance, right? <laughs> Whatever. But it wasn't. They, it wasn't there was the a ton game, of time yeah. left. There mm -hmm. was two more games and they got Somehow, some way, more tight, more puckered and swept as it went, and sw easily swept, mm -hmm. quietly swept. Two very two little drama. Row. Two years in a row. Very little drama. After they've they've lost five playoff or no six 
They've lost six playoff games in a row. Six yeah. playoff games in a row, and and they no haven't answer. put they haven't put up a fight. No, they haven't put up a fight. Not yet. It's deeply frustrating. And tomorrow morning when you come in here and I look like I want to barf, yeah, it's because I'm gonna. I know exactly what I'm gonna hear later on. I just I can see it coming down the road. Rams, Steelers this weekend. They got problems, and this is a much more important game than it usually would be in seven in week seven. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. It's a tough line of work, Trav. What a what a risk. I understand that it's a high-risk environment. I understand that, but still caught me by surprise. Not as high risk as when you do a live imaging Tuesday on Travis and Sliwa. <laughs> 11.20 in the morning, our friends at Lazy Dog, they're coming with lunch today for Mason Ireland, but the crossover will catch up. I've heard. Did that bed fade out again? I've heard that they're actually coming before the What do we got, 30-second bed? It was a slow fade. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It just There's stopped. too much going on here. It was the, there was <laughs> It's going to be here before we're gone. Yo, it will. I oh. believe setup is around 1245. Oh, come on. Plenty of time. Lazy Dog Restaurants, they just opened a location at LA Live, and they have other locations across LA, Orange County, and eight states. Eight states. So I went there for the first time okay. last week with Shinano. To the new one down at downstairs. How nice is this spot? It's a beautiful place. It's like a palace in there. A lazy Lots of dog seating. Yeah, a lazy dog palace. Very very nice spot. Nice beautiful outdoor too. The outdoor space, the patio that they have, great great spot. So we were walking out to the table, and it was mm-hmm. a sunny day. It was before our Seven Eleven road, and they had one of the smaller tables for two. And I had no problem. Yep. But Sedano goes, "Is this going to be okay for you?" Mm. And I looked at the waitress. I said, "He's calling me big." <laughs> He's like, "No, no, I meant the sun." I go, "Well, the sun's fine. I don't care. I have my sunglasses on." So but we get our drinks, we're looking at the menu, we're talking shop. Five minutes in, he goes, we got to move inside, the sun's too bright. I'm like, well, you picked it. He goes, well, I was hoping you would say you didn't like it. <laughs> that sounds like something Susan would say. Susan. But <laughs> anyway, we had the amazing Brussels sprouts. Okay. The appet- beautiful Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. Then I had the cheeseburger, quality cheeseburger. I've had wings from there before. Are they good? Really good, yeah. Beautiful. Lazy Dog Restaurants, new one right here at LA Live. So when you're coming to sports this fall at LA Live, sports! Be sure to check out the Lazy Dog, and they're going to be bringing lunch for the office today. Kirk well, and Travis I went and Alan, down there. Aren't you guys glad that we're doing the show to one today? <laughs> yeah, we'll be our, <laughs> our shortened show, if it ever happens, we would miss the Lazy Dog. Well, we would have just gone down there at 12.15 cool. and sure, just buddy. had some lunch. Did you, um, you said you and Kirk went there? Kirk and I went a couple Sundays ago. Did uh, he give you a full breakdown as you were eating? He did. We, we talked about what the you game as it was happening. What you got to do is when the offense is moving, you dip that chicken wing in there. He got the breakfast burrito, which looked amazing. And when that breakfast burrito... Before the defensive stance on the five, three, four, seven, and I got the. I love Kirk, but his breakdowns sometimes they even get a little deep for me. <laughs> I had the French dip, Lee. Terrific. Terrific. Was it? I love it a French was ter- dip. French do, dip is a quality. I do item. love a French. Okay, dip. Okay, this this you're gonna like because you say that pets at a restaurant. Well, as long as you know, 
that their restaurant exactly. allows pets. Exactly. That's then it's my choice. Well, their name they have a dog name in it. So every time <laughs> they got pictures of dogs on the wall. So every time you can't get any more obvious on it, right? Every time. Um, Michelle is going to go celebrate a birthday. Her, Lady her sleep. niece. Lady sleep. Lady sleep. My apologies there. <laughs> uh, her niece or nephew, every time they're going to have a birthday and they're down in Orange County. What part of Orange County are these birthday parties? Um, usually in Orange. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You mean here, like you're, you're, you're really trying to measure your words, but Orange is 10, 15 minutes for me. So The city of Orange. The yeah. city of no, Orange. No, I know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm also, I'm also not, are as, are you talking, are you I'm not as familiar with you guys when it comes to Orange County, so I could easily say something. You guys can be like, no, nah, that's nowhere near this, <laughs> nowhere near that. But every time they go down, her nephew usually says, hey, let's celebrate the birthday at Lazy Dog. So they can bring the dog. So then Rookie could come. So that's a perfect place for, like you talk about all the time, you're okay with dogs at restaurants. You just want to know that they're- Just I need, just need to know the rules before I show up. Then it's yeah. up to me. Yeah. So yes. Lazy Dog coming through in that. I love Lazy Dog restaurants, and I've only been there once, but I'm going to enjoy today. And by the way, they got these TV dinner things that I want to find out about. I think they're bringing some of those, where you can get some of their meals in TV dinner format. What does that even mean? I don't know. That sounds <laughs> very interesting. I wonder if you get the little tray with the little sections. And also for Mace, it's great because he can eat in bed. <laughs> I believe they're supposed to be made to eat like in the chair in front of the TV, not but necessarily the, the bed. I think the bed also works because it's also a TV uh, in like, the bedroom. You know what would be for the bed, Ed? Like if you had like the, the little TV dinner tray with little sections, right? But it had like a plastic tarp that unfolded from underneath it to Maybe protect your bedding. That phase is done. Not a bad idea. Remember I went through that phase for- A day? About two dinners. <laughs> Did you do it two days in a row? I don't in know. In bed? Well, know. it's because yeah, you weren't feeling very well, right? Oh, yeah. So well, that, I, I, you get an asterisk on that. I was going to say, I think there was a point where I thought, and Lady Slee was kind of like, maybe this is it. Maybe this isn't going to work out. Did she eat in bed with you? Hell no. She was disgusted with me. She closed the door and it's like, you're disgusting. But I thought, I <laughs> thought maybe I was just entering a different phase of my life. What but did you it eat was in bed? Because I did, what did I, I miss say? This what ramen. Did you eat? No, it wasn't. <laughs> like it, pizza it, or something? It or a was, no, it wasn't that far wings. off. Like it was, it was, it's always oh, it pizza and wings. Yeah. I think oh, it was the pizza and wings. The pizza's okay. The wings, oh, no. Oh, it's an awful idea. Where We're, are you? Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> yes. You can't even dip them. That's why I think she was like, maybe it's over. It it would be the beginning of Susan calling attorneys if I started to eat in bed. That, yeah. That's a non Now, granted, I was sick. So. I haven't done it since, so I think it was because I was sick. Even on and the it times- sounded like a great idea when I was sick. I'm like, why would you not have wings and pizza and some ranch all in one little cheese? I've been banged up, and it's like, okay, you've got the flu or the cold or whatever, yeah. and you want it, you do, you physically can barely drag yourself out of bed. She's like, why don't you just come downstairs and sit at the table? <laughs> it's like it is a just a complete. Non-starter, never gonna happen. But it was classy. I had one of the wood, you know, the, the little trays. Yeah, I had they one have of the, the little trays. feet. Were you, wait a minute, has well, the feet, here's so a key. it is up. Cup holder. Yeah. Were you on um, top no of the? Holder. Were you on no. top of the either the duvet <laughs> or the comforter, or were you underneath? On top. That's okay. Slightly better. Is it a duvet Slightly or is it a comforter? I am a comforter. Really? Yeah, comforter. I, that was taken back by that. I yeah. Are you a, a duvet nice, man, Chris? I'm a duvet. Okay. It's easier to clean. Very crisp, crisp white sheets. Okay. What colors the duvet? Like the, the, what do you call it? Not tan, but like the whitest color. Taupe? Taupe. 
Okay, maybe the blanket was a little bit on my like on my legs. <laughs> I picture you like under the covers with your feet sticking out of the bottom, <laughs> just like the tray sitting over your waist and Trav, little Slee's little I feet the, are going back Trav, and forth. I have the, the blanket bed. all the way up, just <laughs> one hand now. Love <laughs> <laughs> like a thing of paper towels covering your. Now entire that's the chair. bed I sleep in the most. The that's other bed funny. is in a your bl- office. Is a dark is a dark duvet cover, and it's the duvet. So it's just you just undo it and throw it in the wash. Is that why? I also like to be cool. I'm a larger fellow. I like to be cool. I like to be icy cold underneath the sheets. You know what's an underrated item? Yeah. A quilt. A thin quilt that it has just that's enough that's weight. And it, but because like in the summer when it, a it gets a little cool at night yeah. and it just puts that little bit of weight that you Susan need Susan makes to sleep quilts, in. doesn't she? No, but she knows where to buy the good quilts. <laughs> she knows where to get It's not, can't be a heavy one. She's got a quilt have, guy. Can't have the stuffing, just the quilted stuff. It's Think about Travis's house. Delicious. If you want to see a picture of one of the kids at like five and a half months, there's that. Oh, do you have a <laughs> picture that. of Michael, the youngest son, at nine years old and eight months? Oh, yeah. That's upstairs on this part. There's so many pictures. It there made, is. I was like, why were my parents putting that many pictures up? <laughs> but I was just going to say, that's a cool little touch. I know whatever they care or not, you guys care, and that's all that I matters. like the Travis Junior High one in the bathroom. Which one's that? Oh, I don't know. I thought I that was you. Maybe that's somebody it, else. No, it probably is me. <laughs> there's there's more than one. I'm just wondering which one there was. I didn't get to see that bathroom because... Michael Rogers was. Michael decided to take a shower. Take a shower. Yeah, the, the, the shower mid party. <laughs> shower and walking around like with a towel. Like, hey man, you want to get a workout in? Or I was like, what's going on? No, Chris, football team Chris, showed up or Chris, somebody. You want to take a shower? It's odd that there's people over and your friends that you're going to take a shower. You're doing the downstairs. But shower. the fact that you yes, take a exactly, shower exactly at that shower where everyone can see that you're walking into the shower the, was the, a little the odd. shower that he, he should have gone up to our upstairs. bedroom yeah. and use that because 100%. the other two bathrooms were being used. But mm-hmm. he's you know he's 17. He doesn't give a damn about anything. Hey bro, I'm anybody. just going to take a shower. Everybody good with that? All right. <laughs> no, you see, you're making the mistake of him. Even going that far, he just did it. They don't think about anything; they just do what they do. Flavio, the taco guy, he probably wanted to use the shower. Guy killed it. Flavio worked hard. Yeah. That guy killed it. Flavio worked hard. How old do you think Flavio was? I, but Beckner and I were arguing about this. I don't know, but I liked his commitment to the bit. When you walked up to him, it was, "Hey, you want more tacos, boss?" It's like we both know what we're doing. We don't need to say it out loud, Flavio. <laughs> You're having how many? Okay, let's. Flavio, no, stop just, saying that. Listen, we're all friends. Just go along with it. Brian was giving me a hard time. He's like, that kid's 17. I'm like, he's not. He's like no, 26 by, years old. I'm uh, 24. I'll go yeah. 24. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm 21. As always, Slee, I'm 100% fine. Factor Caps coming up next. Stravin Slee, 710 ESPN. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com.
Hey guys, uh, Travis Hi, is stealing em. everything hey, from me these days, but it's okay. That's my role. You do there. Yeah. You've given me two <laughs> gems that I'm going to call my own. Well it's done. Okay, that's all. I, that's all I really want in life. Um, so um, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were on the call yesterday for uh, the um, Chargers and the Cowboys, and I have two things that I want to talk about today from their call. But one of them is Troy Aikman was talking about they came in, they bumped in from break. Um, on the broadcast with a pic- uh, video of the Santa Monica Pier, and Tori Aikman talked about uh, walking the Santa Monica Pier for the first time. That's the uh, Santa Monica Pier. I walked out on that Santa Monica Pier this afternoon. I, you know, I've spent a lot of time in Los Angeles, of course, going to college here, and I, I have never driven past it a million times, but I've never walked out on it. So wow. I checked that, checked that off the list. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of firsts for you tonight. Yeah, been that kind of week. Samo, the Samo. <laughs> yeah, and Samo. All right, so you have never walked the Santa Monica Pier, Travis Patrick Cap. Uh, Cap, I've walked it a, a, I don't know, dozens of really? times. My dozens? Gr- my grandmother lives in Samo. A 25 minute walk from the pier. Oh, wow. Or she did before she passed. So we would go walk down, you'd go for a walk. That's yep. kind of where you end up, and mm-hmm. then you turn around and you come back. So, yeah. You've walked on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I've walked past it, but I've never walked on it. It's something you can miss. It's one of those things that's a landmark. Anytime there's like the glamour shots of the city, it's oh no! If you Hollywood sign, yeah. Griffith Park Observatory, yep. Santa Monica. You Pier. think that's Los mm-hmm. Angeles based on you know. <laughs> exactly? That's all that it is. It's not great. It's it's fine. But yeah, no, I've been out there dozens of times. Morales, I think twice. Honestly, I think, and there's a bar underneath. What's the bar? The big bar that's underneath right, that we walk out on the beach. I know what you're talking about. I, don't I know can't the name think of the it. name now. Yeah, but that, I love that connection. You're like, yeah, I'm going on it. There's a bar underneath it. So it's not Moon Doggies, so, is it? No, so I don't think so. That's in Malibu. That's in, but I thought there was a moon doggies. You know, that used to be a bar in Pacific Beach during college that we'd all go to. I think that's a common name. But I've been to the bar many times. Yeah. But never on the pier. I've only been actually walking on it twice. There was a Columbo shot on there once. Hmm. There's Close. a million. It's nine two and zero shot out there. Easy. Yeah. I'm talking about Columbo. Yeah, but I'm talking about nine two and zero. When you when you've been on there countless times, did you ride the Ferris wheel? I've never been on the amusements. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Al, I was there yesterday. Walk the whole thing. Um, no, I have done it. Um, I think that's more early when I just moved to Los Angeles. You're kind of doing a, a few of the things that you don't know about or you're supposed to do. But, um, yeah, I don't think I'll be going back on there, but I, I got what I needed. We got, we got that one. It's a can skip yeah, for sure. No, we're good. For right. sure. Yeah, I've been on it. been on the rides. I used to work. We used to, my TV days, we used to film a lot there. So we used to walk with the contestants and all that stuff. So I've been on it, yeah. I have not been on it. I've been around it, you but can skip I, it. I, I I have no plans. Yeah, to, you don't so. need to. It's it's, <laughs> okay. a, it's a can miss for sure. Yeah. Literally missing out. You are missing out. <laughs> I've I've been on a Ferris wheel before. All right. So uh, Troy, Troy Aikman also addressed a uh, <laughs> online rumor um, that he and Jay Z are doppelgangers. So I'm going to play this sound for you right here. Jay Z is in the house tonight, reaching for a refreshment. Yeah. There's a meme that's going around. People think that's my doppelganger, you know, me, me and JC. You know, how about, I see how about, it. How about I that? LeBron, he's a Cowboys fan. <laughs> All right, so you think J- Troy Aikman and Jay-Z are doppelgangers. Morales, Factor Cap? I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, why not? All right, Al? Cap, can't see it. I can't see it. Well, good job, Al. Yeah, I can't see it. 
Okay, Travis. There is a strong, it's, it's fact. There is a strong resemblance. They both have the same very nose, pronounced features. Of, yeah. It's the nose okay, and the, the jaw. Okay, the nose is the one thing where I'm like, okay, it's I, I the see jawline that. is very similar too. The way that their eyes are mm-hmm. set in their face are very similar too. The only thing that's different is that Troy's white and Jay Z's black. That's it. <laughs> Everything else, they look like they could be related to one another. Uh, Jorge? No, I can't. I can't see it either. But there's some things like the nose, like we've talked about. Yeah, it when you say a little, a little bit more Miranda guy uh, on the TV. So there's this guy that is on Fantasy Football <laughs> oh, yeah. Focus, Daniel Dopp, who uh, is a producer of the, of the podcast, and he's also on the TV. And Jorge's just convinced that he looks exactly like Lin Manuel Miranda, and Travis thinks so too. And a I think they're both bit. crazy. A little bit. And so bit. it's kind of all the same thing, I guess. People are. I mean, again, I think that they. As time goes on, Jorge has worn on me, and I've seen it a little bit more. Hey, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. All right. So um, last night I had one of my recurring dreams. One of my recurring dreams that is also not it's it's not it's a kind of a scary dream, where uh, <laughs> my recurring dream is that a planet comes closer and closer and closer and crashes into Earth. So it's either the moon, this last night was Saturn, comes closer and closer and, and crashes into Earth. It's a reoccurring dream. Yes. I've had wow. it a lot. Okay. So, Al, uh, you have a recurring dream. Patrick Cap. Cap, I wish I did. My my dreams my dreams are so random. They're out of nowhere, and you remember them kind of right when you wake up, and then you know half hour. Also, write them in the book. Don't you have a book? A little journal. Half half hour later, I'm like, I don't remember what that is. I'll remember stuff. If it's personal, yeah, every once in a while you dream about your pops or something like that. It's like, okay, I remember that. I remember it vividly. But some of this other stuff is so random. The writing in a book is an interesting one. Sometimes I try to make out of like, okay, well, what is this? What's that meaning? But having a reoccurring dream, no. I've not Kev? had that. Yeah, I, I have a bunch of them that I have occasionally. Um, the, the two that happen the most often, one is about the kids, and it's always exactly the same. Their kids are little. And I'm at the beach, and one goes right and one goes left, and the tide's coming in. I got to pick which way I'm going to go, and Damn. it's it's the worst thing in the world. It is so unsettling that you there's no good choice. You're trapped and you're frozen in the fear of I don't know which one of these people to go help first because yeah, don't help. I can't just let them go. It's so that's that's the one I have all the time. Kids are resilient. They'll figure it out all the time. Not all the time, but I have I have it. It's happened more multiple than, times. Yeah, a, a lot of times. The other one is too. I think it's a kind of a common one. The you show up for school and it's the final and you haven't been all year. I, I have that one fairly regularly. I have one where I have to go pitch and mm-hmm. I'm but I'm 52 years old yep. and I need to go pitch. I'm like, guys, I haven't thrown a baseball in 30 years. I can't do it. I have those. I have and one. And then where, Dave Roberts calls you out of the bullpen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have one where all my teeth fall out of my head. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Where else? Yeah. Go talk to somebody, man. I'm good. <laughs> you want to talk? 115. I'm available. I will be eating lunch. Deal. 115. Wow. Yeah. No, I have the the radio one. Like that the like we're on the air and something's not working or I'm hmm. not prepared. You know what I mean? That's yeah, the school. Exactly that's the same version of the school one where you yeah. show up and you have to perform. Well, I was always prepared at school. I'm always yeah. prepared at work too, but it's a nightmare. Like Jorge it's, and I yeah. were working the morning show and it's we go theater. to hit the open and there's no open. <laughs> Although now that's just like a re- regular occurrence. But like, <laughs> <laughs> five years ago, we were scared of that. Now we embrace it. We're like, ah, don't worry about it. We'll just do it live. <laughs> I, uh, when I was a board op more often, uh, I would have dreams where I'd wake up and I was scared that like there was silence dead that air. there was like dead air yeah. and then i wake up and i'm like oh no i'm not at work 
Jorge, what about you? I have one where I'm running, but I'm not really going anywhere. And then there's a, t- you remember those old TVs, those wood ones that had like a knob where you can change the channels? Yeah. That's with white noise in it. And I'm uh-huh. running towards that TV for some reason. I don't know why. But Poltergeist. I just, yeah, I don't know what it We're is. We're going to talk about that. You, your yeah. scary dream made me think of that. Yeah. Okay. So, and then also uh, last night, Mike McCarthy, at some point in time, they, they, they zoomed in on his face while he was trying to do a play call and he had his, uh, his play sheet in front of his face. <laughs> And it's just it's just so funny to see it sometimes. But Mike Car- Mike McCarthy's play sheet looks like a Denny's menu. Uh, Jorge <laughs> Federcap. Fact. And I know those menus because I worked at Denny's for like six <laughs> those years. Plastic ones. Yeah, those grand slams in the back of that. <laughs> Trav. Yeah, it does. It. I've never understood the the desire. Like I understand when the pitcher and catcher meet on the mound and they both cover their mouths so somebody can't read what they're yeah, read yeah, their yeah. lips and what yep. they're saying because there's enough time to realize that. It, like if the catcher says to the pitcher, "Hey, we're gonna throw a first pitch fastball here," I can read that and get the information to the hitter. But the guy calling the play in real time, we're gonna get that. Somebody reads the lips, gets it to the sidelines, gets it to the defense in time. It just seems unnecessary. I think it's if if you're watching from home and you see Z right forty two eighty six, and then you see exactly what that play is, then that's maybe. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. That's okay. Yeah, I'm all for it now. And yes, it does look like a menu. (laughs) Morales, I was reading something about Big Dean, so I missed it. I'm sorry. Jimmy Dean? No, Big Dean. (laughs) Oh, that's the bar. bar. Christopher Holmes just reached Twitter. Oh, what's up, Holmes? I'm thinking of something else. What was the question, real quick? The question was: uh, Mike McCarthy's menu. Uh, <laughs> Mike McCarthy's play sheet looks like a Denny's menu. I love it, and I also agree with uh, Andy Reid's. Hmm. And you know, Andy Reid's might be like, "Okay, guys, halftime. Let me make what sure are those I get chicken the chicken nuggies. Yeah, get the smoked. <laughs> I'll do the smoked pulled pork right now." Tony Romas. <laughs> yeah, let's make sure we have the ribs ready for after the game. Yeah, no, definitely. Al, it's a fact. There's actually a Denny's logo on the upper left hand corner of it, so it is a Denny's logo. It has all the classic, uh, the burgers. It has everything there. Of course, it's a moon's movie. over Miami. It's got everything there. <laughs> it's a good sandwich. Or Jack Slam. <laughs> yep. I got one more for you guys. Moon's so- over Miami was great sandwich. Great Super bird. The Superbird was a underrated. Had the slice of tomato. Oh, in there. that's yeah. right. Yeah. That was good. The Fox <laughs> Baseball pregame group had a mentalist come by and uh, read their minds, especially Derek Jeter's and and Ortiz's and everything. So you believe in the power of of magicians, Travis Petrocap. Cap. Because you specifically asked about magicians. I do believe that there are people that can kind of read other people's energies. Like, I don't know if that's a, if that's a magician, then yes. But like, pick a card, any card, that's just a sleight of hand. I don't know how they do it, but I don't believe in that. But I feel like mentalist is just a fancy word for magician. Okay, but yeah. those guys that can so kind like of... like a, a David Copperfield, a David Blaine, some of these so guys. Not so much that, but that guy, those people that can kind of say, hey, you had somebody in your life that did X, Y, Z, that those things so are... So medium? Uh, yeah, that's me, different. Yeah, that's a better word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking medium. I mm-hmm. believe in that more than I do magicians. Okay, Morales? Absolutely. I believe in all of that. And it's real. Like pulling the rabbit out of the hat? That's yeah, a magician. That's a magician. That's something That's the different. Question, well, no, she said mentalist. No, no, no I, I, okay. Mentalist and magician are essentially the same thing. No, you're talking about somebody who's doing gags. Or you're talking about somebody who has that. Yeah, kind a magician of- is like, hey, hey. You <laughs> yeah. saw the lady the in pigeon half. just came okay, out of the hat. Yeah, fine. Okay. I'll pigeon. change it to mentalist, okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you know it's that, a little you bit know, different. And the Jets thing where he's like, oh, pick this card. Oh, no, it's on this sheet that I already wrote like 10 minutes earlier. That's what I'm talking about. Right. But that's yeah. not a magician. That's a mentalist. So what it- well, no, he said, ment- he said magician. No, she said magician. Okay. I changed it to mentalist. That's what You know happened. what you both I don't are? Think you, there's you, no you, you both are? I know, I know. You were reading another tweet. Tell him. No, I wasn't, actually. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Slee. Uh, I go cap. 
I don't believe in that stuff. I just don't. And now that I don't believe in it, something's going to happen and a mentalist is going to come and he's going to say, you know what, I told you you should have listened to me. Um, but I don't believe in it. I always feel like the the one that, and this is more of the magician side of it, I watch a lot of those David Blaine stuff, okay? I don't know what the hell is going on. I don't. And he's going to famous, you know, these are all, some of them are athletes, some of this. But there's got to be something. I do have doubt. I can't fully 100% believe in, in what he's doing. Jorge? Fact, I've seen it uh, done to Mason in Ireland. Uh, it was a mentalist who was on, I guess, they brought him to the Lakers or one of these sports teams. And he simply asked him to think of a baseball player from whatever era. And then he came on like a half hour later and he did the, uh, he guessed exactly who those players uh, that these two were thinking about. Wally Joyner. Yeah. <laughs> it was RTC crazy. And it was crazy. <laughs> I think he also cursed them because ever since that day, ooh, the show. Huh? <laughs> that, but see, that's the stuff that's weird. That's like the guy that can hide in the box for. I know he's not actually. He gets out of the box and he goes somewhere else. I don't know how, but I know that's what's happening. The guy that can say to you, "Oh, you're thinking about Bill Russell from 1974." Mm-hmm. Like I haven't thought of Bill Russell in 25 years, and that he knew it. That that's the part that says, yep. "I don't get that at all." Mm. That's exactly what happened with John. Who- Not you're thinking of the three of clubs. That's a, just a sleight of hand. <laughs> that that guy I don't like as much. You watch Poltergeist, Em. I did for the first time. You did, and you have takes. I do have takes. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 12 minutes in front of 12 o'clock on a live imaging Tuesday on Travis and Sliwa. We're going to get to M, who saw Poltergeist, producer Emily, in just a moment. But have you noticed these little Sliwa things everywhere? Yeah. Yeah, what, what is... So I instructed Parker so Bell from the Funny Games so, Department so. that I wanted these in every office. Gorgeous photo. Put in just different places. And yeah. the reason is, back when Trav and I were at Premier Radio Networks, there was a By picture... By the way, awesome fade. Oh, that was you. a good fade. Thank you. Finally, you. Only beautiful days. fade on only that two, song. Two, yeah. An hour and a half. Yeah, because that's from our playlist, you know? <laughs> Who was the other playlist? Uh, it's just you know the random. Oh, okay. Music anyway, selection. our our CEO Craig Kitchen. There was a picture of him. Remember, in every office. That's right. So I said I want Sliwa in every office, and Parker did it with these. And I would had so much joy during meetings yesterday because yeah. it's placed in the conference room perfectly. That's great on that one wall. So when Sam Pines, our owner, is standing up, you just see Slee in the background, <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to throw a couple suggestions out. They should be in the restrooms. They should be in the parking the garage. Dude, 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 when you close the stall door, you're staring at me? I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that for myself. That scares the living hell out of me. Meanwhile, producer Emily, you saw Poltergeist? Yeah, so I saw uh, Poltergeist 1982 for the first time the yesterday. Original. The original. And yeah, By yourself? I, yeah, I saw it by myself. Okay. I saw it like an, a, a matinee showing. So you went was, to a theater? Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Okay. I saw it in a theater. So Alamo, again, sorry, ding, for those who count how many times I've mentioned was, them. Yeah, she's got to be. I mean, we're <laughs> this close to endorsements. How How is she not doing endorsements? Um, but I, I, they ha- they're re-showing a lot of older movies now, at least older ho- horror movies now. And so um, I, I, I signed up to see that. I'm also going to see The Exorcist. I'm going to see the original Scream again. And I'm going to see Halloween. So anyway, I'm going to see all those things this, this awesome. month. Awesome. What did you think? Was it scary? So I thought it was... 
I thought it was, um, it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. I think if I was a kid watching it, I would be very scared. As an adult watching it, I was like, there there were some moments where I was like, oh, especially with the fake out at the end where you're like, it's not over. And then it is over. And I was like, because I, I knew there was like 15 minutes left. But um, it kind of took me back to the time. I never had that channel changer thing where, you know, obviously at the end of the day, they go to the uh, national <laughs> they anthem. They play the national anthem and then and it would go silent. to color bars or yeah. static. Yeah. yeah. So I never experienced that as a kid. You know, I didn't experience having to change the channel, you know, physically as a kid, but like never that version. So my my one big takeaway from that is that this movie could only specifically happen in these specific circumstances like the the technology that yeah. was the that was how the poltergeist got in was like only at this time because now obviously we don't have the static anymore the poltergeist can't talk to little kids anymore unless here's my here's my um pitch for poltergeist 2023 <laughs> is uh you have little kids you know with their little ipads you know as all these little kids have nowadays they have their little bluetooth headphones on but instead of the poltergeist coming through the static the poltergeist hacks the bluetooth in these little kids headphones and starts talking to the little girls and so the little angelic little girl is just like yeah they're here but it's like through her <laughs> Her, her Bluetooth, um, and I also love hearing Mr. M- Mr. Incredible, and that's all I really know uh, Richard Lawson from. Is that his no, name? No, no, no. Uh, it's Craig T. Nelson. Yes, that's all I really yeah. know him Coach. from. Is yeah. uh, as Mr. As Mr. Incredible. So I was like, oh, Mr. Incredible's out here, and I also love movies that are like, you know, the real enemy is it's not the poltergeist, it's capitalism. Right. <laughs> it's that the big business is in the way. There's a part of that movie that is speaks to my generation very specifically. That movie came out I was ten or eleven years old. Mm-hmm. There was something, forbidden's too strong of a word, but staying up late past your bedtime mm-hmm. and watching TV when you weren't supposed to was yeah. a big deal mm-hmm. because you weren't in front of a screen nonstop the way we all yeah. are right now. So you would sneak out and you would turn on the TV mm-hmm. and you weren't supposed to be there. And so this little girl sneaking out and watching TV late at night was like yeah. this forbidden thing and something terrible happened to her. There was the whole element of that that yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Right, and also the point where like the mom was like, so in the kitchen they're static on because she, the girl, little girl changed the channel so she could talk to the people on the wall and so she's right up next to it and she's like the mom's like stop you're gonna hurt your eyes and like I remember my grandmother yeah. telling me don't that in the back close. of the day yeah don't sit too close it was great um, I also had the idea um, that Again, <laughs> so this is a very nice neighborhood, a nice little like uh, uh, development, and I assume it was in Simi Valley. I think is what I, I, I looked up afterwards. But that plot of land, after it's all been uh, taken care of, they got rid of all the skeletons. You know, yeah, and, moved them out. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's a, a good place to. Uh, by this is a lot yeah. of Spielberg, though, right? Uh, it's set in suburbia, yeah. and there's a hidden monster in suburbia that yeah. you don't know about because he grew up in suburbia mm-hmm. and had a really rough childhood. Yeah, rough. yeah. From that uh, movie last year that he had, the Fablemans, the Friedmans, Fablemans. The Fablemans. Yeah. So yeah, if you yeah, haven't watched some that, concrete there, built some homes, and <laughs> let's keep it moving. And another thing. Trust your little anxious kid. Your little anxious kid might know something. So he looks out the window and he sees, oh, I'm so scared. That was the, the scariest scene in the whole movie. The, yeah. With the uh, tree? Yes, the tree coming and eating him. Uh, so again, I was a little anxious kid. I was scared of the thunderstorms and there's and there's good reason. Okay, guys, so listen to your anxious kids out there. The, the tree reaching through the window and grabbing the kid to pull him out of his yeah, bed. Yeah, it's a little was, freaky. That was a lot. That's a- and I did look up all the things where like there's the cast has gone through a lot. Oh, so, yeah. So two cast members have been murdered, and one the little girl died oh, no, really no. early. That, that history is not cool. Yeah, that, it's very That scary. history scares the hell out of me. Yeah, so I mean, protect Mr. Incredible. but uh, Is this just spooky season movie for you? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to like. I like to in October watch a lot of either classic or really good scary movies because I think that they're. Um, I don't know. It just puts you in a different state. And I again, when there's no leave changing, I think I like to have at least an October. What do you mean? It was 91 degrees yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> What's the big deal? On Sunday at the Rams game, we were, we were dying. Thought but. Kirk was going to expire on us. Really? Yeah. Kirk, was Kirk that he bad? was sweating. He, his spot on the broadcast was yeah. in the sun and not underneath the canopy so much. Yep. And JB and I both looked at him and said, like, you doing all right over there? It looked like he was about to drop. I had to move my spot because I'm usually on the other yeah. side in the sun, and my computer was going to die. That's you how take, hot it was. You um, you do the thing you said that if it's too hot, I'm just going to take my shirt off. Did you do that or no? <laughs> I I did take my my quarter how, zip off. My how amazing top layer would that my uniform. be? Somebody comes to where you guys are broadcast from. You only have your headset on, and you're just in there. You know, I really think if board, Cooper board Cop, shorts, flip flops, and a headset. <laughs> guys, we're doing it. shirts and skins. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Heard you say that a couple times on Saturday. Shirts, skins. Some, okay, some things we don't need to talk about. <laughs> hey, listen, I took my shirt off. I just oh, I also skins. another fun. You had your uniform on. It was you had your sleeve you, uniform. Yeah, literally. how were you yeah. wearing that jacket? It was warm. No, it was nice. He was wearing his, his Padres jacket. Yeah. It was not a, an actual, but that color. Like a, yeah, you wear it often. You yeah, get, it's a very like thin, light. It's a nice jacket. Jacket, but it was. But a, it's not heavy. No, but it was like seventy-five degrees outside. <laughs> okay, there might have been times during the second <laughs> taco where it was a little warm, and I'm sweating from the red salsa there. Well, you're you're paying, you might have been Topo Chico out of the uh, the cooler. Topo Chico was clutch. still ice in the coolers as of yesterday. By the way, that's how that's supposed to be. Uh-huh. Someone else uh, about the Poltergeist thing, the, you know, Poltergeist 2023. I said. Maybe they hack your Bluetooth headphones or Bluetooth AirPods or something like that. Melman Matt says, not the Bluetooth headphones. Maybe they would hack the smart speakers. So Alexa, you know, will well, start talking already. through people. Uh, you know, well, not that it's just the people are listening. Not spirits. But, but that yeah. the poltergeist will come over and uh, do some stuff. What's the scariest movie you remember as a kid? Well, I was terrified of E.T. as a child. But even in my adult life. The ring really freaked me out. Oh, the ring was scary. Like the ring, ring was really very scary. Me That's out. not the roller coaster movie, is it? No. What's okay? I don't know the so ring. The, then. the girl the ring, the crawls out of the TV. TV. Another about? TV one. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. She that crawls one. out of the television. Scary as and hell. It's the one where the She's uh, like, your phone rings. Okay. And then the voice says, "You've got I don't remember how many days, but you've seven. got ten days, seven days, seven. Yeah. And they whisper it. And then, but it's after you watch a tape, and the tape was horrifying. Yep. So these kids were watching this tape, is how it goes. Oh, okay. And they watch the ring. tape, ring is scary. and you see like a horse jump off the boat, mm-hmm. just really eerie, freaky images yeah. that yep. were like evil. And then your phone rings, and the phone, you pick up the phone, and it was like, you've got seven It's days. all like technology-based, you know, which is so funny because our technology is so different now. But uh, yeah. And then- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that scared that And then the, the face of what happens on the seven days- so what happens after seven days is the this girl crawls out of the television and you're so afraid that you die from fear and then you see what happens to their face. Yeah, I don't want to watch that movie. I'm You've never watched The Ring? I don't know that movie. The long no, hair, that's, that doesn't and part listen, of that video get the family, the, get the family together tonight. Say, guys, I got a great idea on a film and throw <laughs> and on part Ring. of that video was this tree and the wind blowing through the tree. And our house at the time that I was or that we were living at, my family, because I was still living at home, I was doing the morning show with Tony and okay. Andrew. So I we had a similar tree. So when I would <laughs> yeah, have, too much. when I would come out of the garage, that tree was blowing. I got yeah. it, a ring. I got it. <laughs> and I would be freaked out every day at four a.m. No, I don't need to see that. <laughs> I don't need to see it. I that that 
is and Family Guy. Once you know, honestly, did it. the worst part you said is the horse jumping off the boat. That's oh, it upsetting. Was very weird. Yeah, that's very weird. upsetting. It, an an yeah. image of a horse jumping yeah. into an ocean or, or lake or whatever. That sounds yeah. This is stupid. We I need to watch. Can horses swim? Not yeah. this one. Did not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That particular horse was a non-swimmer. And then real quick, Family Guy did a skit on it to where Peter had the death face by watching the movie Mannequin. <laughs> With Bruce so Willis? You, so you hear the song playing, and then you see his face at the end, and it's the same face from the ring. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a lot. Are they asking too much of LeBron this year? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.